And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. What's up, hustlers? This is Andrew Morgans, founder of Marknology, here for today's episode of Startup Hustle, covering all things e-commerce, Amazon, uh, entrepreneurship, whatever we get into. Today, we're going to be talking about Amazon aggregators. I'm super excited about today's guest, Nick Tzenko, uh, calling in all the way from Amsterdam. I know it's late over there. I think we're around 9.30 or 10 p.m. I've been super excited waiting uh, for a chance to get this conversation, not just because it's Amazon aggregators and it's something I'm very passionate about, which is the Amazon space, but also Nick himself is, um, is a legend. I was talking to some of his team and they absolutely love him. And I uh, feel like we have a team like that here at Marknology, so I'm just super excited to meet the guy and introduce him to you. But before we get into it, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Gusto. Gusto has modern solutions for modern HR problems, whether it's talent management, payroll, onboarding tools. Gusto's HR platform has it all for you. Be smarter than your competitors. Try a three-month trial subscription now. Just sign up at gusto.com backslash startup hustle to get started. That's gusto.com backslash startup hustle. Now that we got the beginning stuff out of the way, Nick, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Hi, Enrique. Hi, all. It's really a pleasure to be here and share some thoughts and share some insights. No, uh, happy to have you. You know, Startup Hustle has a big international following. We're in 130 countries. Um, cool. I think we've got, you know, we're number one podcast in Israel and a few other places like that. I think, uh, maybe some of your fans even already tuning in for this episode, we'll see, but, um, I'm excited to, to, to get into it before we do. I love starting the show with just a little bit of your story, getting to know how does someone that's got a background in physics and math and has world won international competitions, um, in even I know this before started with soccer or football, as you call it there in Europe, um, get into Amazon in the Amazon space, the e-commerce space, buying, selling brands, operating them at a high level. Did you always know you were going to be, you know, an entrepreneur running brands? I would say no. Like, how did you let's, let's start in college? Like, how did this evolution happen? Yeah, it was like, I would say, like, pretty uh, straightforward story. So, yeah, I was like um, uh, really great in physics and mathematics. And really thought that I would be uh, like a PhD and, and sitting in the lab, like like doing really great stuff in physics. But... Uh, pause there, pause there, Nick, because you skipped you you went straight forward. We we got forty minutes. Let's get into this. First, you were an athlete, right? Yeah, I lived like yeah, football. Yeah, so I I was like it was like even like a teenager. It was like ten years old when when we started. Like I have a twin brother, so okay. it was all, always about like this like friendship and like like going together through different like uh, stories in life. So we yeah we were playing like football and yeah and and, and also like uh, applying to the professional uh, teams, but uh, due to like some health um, concerns, we were rejected. And this is how we just like switched to math and physics and really did, did great there. So, so if our body, if our body's not good enough, 
uh we're gonna go to our brain i yeah. like that uh someone that's you know gets paid for my brain and not my physical prowess um you know i said i i grew up in africa a lot of my listeners know that i am not amazing at football uh because you know that if i was 14 or 15 the eight-year-olds were doing bicycle kicks and running around me like crazy in africa they're amazing i couldn't keep up so i was only going to play with stuff that i could that i could win at you know um yeah. okay so you're in you're in math uh, you and your brother and I very I'm very close to my sisters as well. We went through a lot of stuff in Africa and um, Moscow and things like that together. So we're a very tight unit. I definitely understand what you and your brother had. Um, you and him are, are going to school in math competitions, tech. What happens from there? Yeah, from that, I mean, uh, we joined like BCG and this like the uh, like we just would, would love to, to understand more about business world. And okay. how it works, how the big organizations, how like all this like big industry works. And as usual, for people with great academic background, the great getaway to the business is like management consulting, like BCG, McKinsey, Bank, or investment bank, bank, banking. And we joined BCG uh, after after the uh, university, okay. uh, and spent there several years. Like learning a lot about like different industries, learning about a lot like about strategy, about about management, uh, about like which issues big corporations have, and how how this like evolves during the time, and really like like uh, the main lessons I have there is like how common sense is important in like business. I'm like it's you can be like expert for twenty years. But if you like some someday lose like common sense, it doesn't matter what the expert you are. Oh so my gosh! It's it just like like so so. I'm like I was like 20, 22 years old, and I came to the guys who were in, for example, oil industry or in banking industry like for fifteen years, and after two weeks on, on the case, I I, I contribute a lot of value, and it just like was so eye opener because when you just like have that like background you can like digest all of information about the industry you can like really really quickly get up with with all the information but you also like use the common sense you didn't have that like perspective it just give you like like that kind of like insights that you can just manage you can like interpret you can contribute and this was like a big a big like learning that's yeah i'm like that's that how the business work works actually like like in science, it's always sophisticated. Yeah, quantums, or photons, all of that stuff. In business, I'm like the general hypothesis. The the basics should be like very, very strict, like very straightforward. Yeah, they should be like yep. very clear. And then all the sophistication coming. And this also like was very, very hard. And for for first like half a year or year to 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 you know to switch that from 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 not searching for something like really sophisticated but trying to better understand like what's a nutshell yeah what's the, what's the simplest way to to understand like from a to b from b to c how it works and then all the sophistication come yeah and this yep. like like really like like a, a great like story that like for the people with academic grounds like management consult is a great like gateway to to the business world but after several years i just like spent there I just felt that I really liked the, all this like exciting world of startups, like the startup space, and definitely like I started at technology university, uh, doing doing uh, like knowing a lot of like like tech, tech, also like know how to code, all of that stuff. Was just that, like, Nick? Can I can I interrupt just real yeah. quick? Was was that in the Ukraine or was that? Yeah, I mean it. Like the the um, yeah, I was actually from like born in Ukraine, started uh, like like several years, and then started in the, in the university in in Moscow in Russia. 
Okay, so you went to Moscow and your yeah. brother's with you at the time? Yeah, yeah, together. Yeah. Okay. We also I... even joined BCG together. So okay. we were on the inter internship like in different companies, but then we just like, okay, let's, I, I have like the uh, um, offers from BCG and from Bain, and he has from BCG and McKinsey, and we always joined BCG. It's just like, it was a funny start. That's super cool. My sister is like, I brought it up before, but my sister, my, my older sister that is our COO at Marknology, uh, got her master's in engineering. And my little sister went toward equestrian science. Um, we tried doing life apart and it just didn't work. So we've come back together, you know, the last four or five years to build Marknology together. And it's been the best four or five of my life. Um, you know, we, we all kind of just went our own paths, but like came back together. So we didn't have the plan from the beginning to, to do this together. Um, but that's super cool. And something else you touched on, I just wanted to make note of, cause I like to point those things out is it's common sense. You know, I think too many people overcomplicate the problem and I'm definitely yeah. someone that can be an overthinker. Um, but you know, I'll talk to businesses that are 20, 30 million, uh, you know, talking about Amazon, talking about, you know, um, transitioning or evolving their business and um some of the things that come up it's you know even if we're, after we're working together we like i'm just pounding my head like this is just common sense it's uh, you know i'm not smarter than the person i'm talking to it's just my ability to to think rationally about something yeah. simple you know so it, we, we, we call that inside like excel club and like i have this phrase like we need just to to iterate with the reality yeah you just like you just need to have that discipline to not really to deny that, but to accept that, to understand that, and to, to make your decisions based on that. And and definitely we are all like great like like believers. We have like uh, some dreams. We have like some kind of a vision. But I'm like we definitely need to understand what's going around, like how this change, how that change, how this like uh, influence each other. And this is like very very important, especially in the turbulence environment, especially in the yes. environment. Like, like the last couple important. of years, the last couple of years, like uh, just from the pandemic to supply chain issues, you know, I think um, our, my background and just being used to change, being used to moving around, being used to seeing African environment, the Moscow environment in the early '90s to like, you know, Hawaii to, I was born in Montreal, just different environments, right? Where cultures are living differently, times are different. Um, you can be wealthy in Africa and poor as hell here in the US with the same amount of money. Um, yeah. You know, these, there's just these ability to adapt to wherever you are and adjust to the climate, you know, and, and in business, it's the same thing. Um, you know, okay, now FBA is not an option. We have to do FBM. Did we plan for that? Like, okay, that might, you might be used to, you know, winning a percentage here, but we're losing it. Now we have to adjust and find it somewhere else. Or, yeah. um, you know, sure, PPC used to be uh, what it was, and now it's 40% higher. Like, how do we adjust? And, you know, it's the yeah. reality of adjusting to what's happening right now. Okay, we can pout, or we can adjust and pivot. And, you know, um, adjust the reality. I think that's great. I just wanted to hit that home. Um, because it's not rocket science. I, I tell people that all yeah. the time, what we do is not rocket science. It's just, uh, you know, organization experience and being able to problem solve as it comes up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So back to it. I'm sorry. You just keep saying good stuff and I want to make sure we hit some of those points because it's enough to talk about the whole show and some of that. So, okay. So you guys are, you're learning about business. You're, you're 20, 22 years old, you know, contributing in a big way to business and kind of having a, a, a light bulb go off. That's kind of like, okay, this is cool. I like this environment. I like the startup environment. It's fun. It's changing. I can contribute. Um, and you being a process math, com 
on a comp competitive level, uh, you know, you're able to process and reverse engineer, you know, things like that in your head. Um, you're in the business world. Uh, how did we get to an aggregator? Let's let's yeah, let's make so, that bridge. Uh, there, there, there was a great like startup like Buzzford that I joined like as a managing director for okay. yeah for Russian for Belarus. So this is like the biggest uh, bus ticket for intercity uh, trips, bus ticket marketplace in uh, Eastern Europe. And yeah, we have like great investors, have great founder, have like a great team. And I was just like one of the top management team. I was like the managing director for okay. Russian Belarus. And here I just like learn more about like startup world, Teams like and... how it works. Yeah. And like uh, how it works from the scratch. Yeah. One, like, like it's the one world when you have all that big corporations, when you have that equity or assets already there. But the other, when you're growing, like extend, like for two years, when you didn't have like enough capacity or enough knowledge about this or that, it's just like the same, but on the other limitations with other restrictions on the other speed. And it was really also like a great experience. I learned a lot and that was successful exit. We sold the company to uh, Car, which is like the uh, French unicorn. They're doing like carpooling. So also like intercity um, trips. When you have like your car, you're traveling from, for example, Paris to uh, Amsterdam and you have like three free seats and you're just offering that to other guys like on the, on, 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 on like a trip, trip board and someone joins you and, and you're sharing the cost to travel from Paris to Amsterdam. So this is the demo model and they also would like to add commercial transport like buses. And this is where the synergy came and it was like a great deal for bus for, for blah, blah, car. And yeah, after like half a year of integration, I just like uh, decided that I also would like to go further and start some, something by my own, some new, new venture. And yeah. And then I just met like my partner, uh, Max, and we started like great, like Excel club, um, great venture. Uh, why Amazon? Why I'm like, we haven't ever been like in Amazon space, but we just like see the opportunity, and it's also very very like simple. We do believe that e-commerce like getting from one side more mature, from the other much more complicated, mm. and to really to really succeed there, I, we do believe that systematic players will have more and more chances to succeed there, and this is our like like our bet. We do believe, we do understand that we are not the best Amazon seller right now in the world. We are not the best like M and A guys in the world right now. But I'm like, we do understand that we like like doing that great to some extent. But what we do believe that we are great like builders of like uh, teams of mm. systems and, and processes. And here we just like believe that we can make that bad, and, and, and we already made it bad in terms of like. So that we as the system more system like player who can like invest in expertise in people can invest in like software in, in tech in, in tools and who can invest in processes and be that much more like systematically uh we can have a market share we can win like some contribution margins because like it, it always were there like how telecoms like will like uh, uh, how it evolved, yeah, or how like retail, like uh, conventional retail, how FMCG company evolved. They also like 
as far as the industry is getting more and more mature, there's always a consolidation. There's more, always like more space for systematic players to do that. I do not believe that each aggregator will succeed. I do believe that 80% of aggregators will fail, will be like bankrupt. I do understand that I, I also not, not I'm a, there's all salaries, sellers or service providers or whatever in the space who are saying that aggregators are everywhere. They will eat all the market. I also don't believe in that no. because we are much, like we have other pluses, like the uh, much longer uh, planning horizon, like much uh, bigger, deeper pockets. And like like this like way of, of thinking in terms of like building teams, building processes, building uh, tools. But I'm like the great challenge for us to make sure that we are paying that much attention as the small seller paying to any details yes. that they are paying in their product and their marketing. Yeah, I'm like we have like right now like around like one thousand one hundred products, and I can say you like about each product, like that much details that can founders of these brands say to me. Yeah. And this is like the biggest difference. And this is why I do believe that as the market evolves, definitely the market share of aggregators will be, will, will increase, but definitely the small sellers, like the true entrepreneurs, like they, they will be there always because they just like see this opportunity, can act on that, definitely can do that less like systematic, all of that stuff, but I'm like, we do understand other pluses and other minuses, like our weaknesses, yeah. And this is the, 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 the where we are all trying to focus and make sure that we also like somehow compensate for that to make sure that we are hiring a great team with great feeling of ownership. So they're treating the brand as their own, as the, the entrepreneurs who will do that that the cross-functional communication inside the company also is good. It's like, like really like, like very horizontal and yes. it really works. We are not like some, some like big corporation or whatever. So we are definitely understand how to compensate that, definitely do that. But as I said, like, like great entrepreneurs will always find their place like in, in like e-commerce on Amazon. Definitely the share of that will be less, but I'm like, we definitely, it will be more balanced yeah, between like aggregators, between like systematic players and like small entrepreneurs. Well, let's break, let's break that down a little bit. I want to, I want to get in there and ask some questions and, um, you know, I have yet to talk to a founder of an aggregator, um, that's been able to clearly articulate their value add to the space. So one, uh, congratulations on that. Just being able to say, Hey, what makes you different? What makes you going to be able to win? What gives you confidence to be able to stand out in a space like this? The aggregator model is not new to me. Um, I've essentially been an aggregator in regards to grabbing brands, building them from scratch, taking brands, scaling them to exit, managing them ongoing, cash flowing. I'm just not doing uh, the acquiring at a big scale, right? Or reporting to investors. But me and you are very similar in that. Um, you know, I've taken one, I had to wait on the market to mature because I was a little bit too early coming to the space. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, getting brands to pay for what we do. If I'm not buying the brand and doing it, it's getting them to to be big enough to pay for, you know, what we do. But 10 years of experience on, on this in this space is a lifetime uh, in regards yeah. to um, sharing that or selling that to a brand. It's one thing to do to work on your own brands. It's another thing to give that knowledge to someone else. Yeah. You know, um, and the one thing I will say, if you were talking to me about, okay, what what's your agency's value? What's the difference in you and 
the other 200 agencies that are worldwide because I think that's about the number now, maybe a few more each year. But um, it's the team. I'm a team builder. Um, you know, not I started with my sisters, yes, and I, I praise on them all the time. But uh, there's 30 plus of us now, and every everyone has been handpicked to fill a role or, or be part of the team, you know, whether that's uh, the team having a say in who we bring on board. You know, I worked at a ton of companies where I had to work next to employees I didn't get along with, and yet we're supposed to be on the same team. Um, that's not how it works. If you have a bad apple on a sports team, they get rid of, yeah, yeah. you know, for the most part. And so it's it's been about the team. It's, you know, the, the process you're talking about, we call that the marknology effect here. Uh, it's just like, you know, if you apply these these principles and rules and process to this brand, it will be successful. We call that the marknology effect of those things. And just like you said, um, you know, I've been, I wasn't just going and buying brands. So it was more so convincing them to work with us. Right. And so I've been rejected by business owners for the last 10 years, a thousand times over in regards yeah. to having these conversations and um, being able to tell them, you know, now I just have more tools at my disposal, more, more, even competitors and colleagues that are, are preaching the gospel, so to speak, when it comes to Amazon. So it's not just me. Um, but, you know, those are those are things that very much so are, you know, that conversation that the brand has, a uh, say, 500 SKUs, the manufacturer, and they're saying, well, what's the, you know, what can we do to grow our sales, blah, blah, blah. It's treating every single ASIN and every product like it's the only one you're selling, right? You yeah. know, because what yeah. they don't know that I know is I've taken a brand from, couple hundred thousand a year to 17 million across 11 international marketplaces. And there's three SKUs. It's not a massive SKU count. It's not, you know, a huge product list. It's, it's three SKUs that you care about, like they're the only ones you're selling and, yeah. you know, optimizing them to the absolute fullest. And um, that is the science, you know, and you talk about it not being uh, like, like math or science, but to me, it's a perfect mix of art and science. You know, where yeah, the, yeah. the two the two come together and there's always going to be creators, new inventions, new problems being solved, new brand builders, uh, you know, and for the most part, aggregators are coming into this space, really focusing on brands made for Amazon or brands made for e-commerce. You know, in a lot of ways, I focus on big manufacturers uh, or big brands that are creating their own brands or going direct to consumers for the first time or these manufacturers that are 100 years old or they're not going anywhere right and that's what people yeah, need to understand yeah. is that there's just a sophistication coming to the space that hasn't been there before i personally am excited about it because uh you know even thinking amazon seller like there's this community that's like well those are the big players like i can i'm just saying no manufacturers that i'm working with are scared of aggregators or nervous about aggregators the space is course, going nowhere personally. it's more so grabbing some of these brands that need sophistication that need cash flow that need capital to grow that need you know that need process that need a good team maybe it's one or two people a husband wife you know even more than that but yeah. um you know i've talked to sellers doing 500 million dollars it's crazy you know what some teams can pull off but yeah. um I think there's just a different demographic to the ones nervous about aggregators or, uh, you know, have predictions about it. And I really just see you guys as as another agency with a lot of capital coming into the space like, you know, and, and I would agree with you. It's not pointing out at which one's going to be successful or fail or this or that. It's that I know that it, that it's hard. 
And you can't just grab someone off the street and say, hey, I want you to manage this brand on Amazon because you're not just doing marketing. You're not just doing advertising. You're doing supply chain. You're doing profit loss. You're doing bookkeeping. You're doing all of these things, right? It's a whole business in one. Just like Um, I I, I love the saying that someone in the industry is saying that we are buying cash flow. And I usually say we're not buying cash flow. We're usually buying like 24 our seven days job yeah i'm like when you buy a brand this is what you what you buy because like cash flow will never will never stay there if you're not like like paying attention and doing yes. even more than the than the founders do that it's like buying a house and and having a bad property management company yeah right the house mm-hmm. will start to deteriorate it's going to lose value if you're not in there changing out the air filters like you know repairing the roof when it needs it like keeping the house up keep and a lot of people think Amazon is just about coming in and setting it up and then like moving on. And it's not at all. That's yeah. not at all. Like that's that's phase, you know, even before we get to phase one, that's, you know, like that's the beginning. Uh, and then it's everything else after that. So um, let's talk about let's, let's move from there. Before we do, I want to I want to give one more shout out to our sponsor, which has made this entire show possible. Um, Gusto. I personally am a user of Gusto um, as a company that has always been looking to get into the cloud that's always looking to automate scale systemize process um you know it's been a big help for me so adding that into you know my local here in in kansas city cpa and being able to send payroll around the world um from wherever i am uh has been a long has been a long thing so here we are are you tired of long hours because of payroll Save more time with Gusto. With its automated process, you can file taxes and manage payroll in a matter of minutes. What are you waiting for? Register at gusto.com backslash startup hustle to get a free three-month subscription now. That's gusto.com backslash startup hustle. Nick, um, you're talking about like, you know, your value bringing system and process to it. Um, you know, I'm a creator. Like my my dad would jump into parts of Africa that had no one there and, you know, try to create schools and jump into the jungle and you know i'm not that by any means um but grew up in kind of that environment of being a trailblazer going into something unknown and trying to create something out of nothing um so it's been a journey for me in business uh going from kind of that musician creative type like trailblazer to being very organized and systemized and processed and um using a a company much like a mckenzie to uh come in and analyze our entire business systemize it process it interview all our employees create sops for everything we're in the middle of that now like three months in um let's talk about systems and process a little bit i think that's something that can apply to to any business um when you're coming into a new business if i can like what are some of the things um you know immediately you as a team are, are focused on to make sure that you guys have a handle on before anything else yeah, you know, it's like you are, as I call that, like you would like to have that, that like two different like pull, yeah, and like pulls. The first one, you're trying to get like a lot of like metrics and a lot of like data all around all the processes, all the projects, whatever. This is the first one, that, that, that like, like ocean of data. But from the other, you need to make sure that your people they are that focusing on like real, real like like solid hypothesis generation. So they don't just like you know boil, boil the ocean of the data. Yeah, they just really like understand that they need to catch something that is really matters. It doesn't matter whether it's like awkward, whether it's like 
looks like really strange. They just need to, to make sure that their like, like mindset is all about like hypothesis. So as usual, I said, like, for example, like we are working on new packaging or working on new creatives. Like I usually think that's like from brand marketing team or for like designers or for, for creative producers, like, like the customer should understand like what, what, what you are selling, like your hypothesis, like right, right away. Like, like just like look at that and just saying that. And, and it doesn't matter whether you, you, you mean like photography, like storytelling, yeah, photography, yeah, yeah. like, like okay. packaging. Yeah. What forms, what colors, what like composition, like whether, for example, if you're talking about the pet supply category, but it should be like dog or cat, which breed, I'm like, well, there should be like human or whatever, what you're selling, you send like the love, the, the, the love relationship between like your like pet owners and, 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 and um, like like pets or I mean, what you are selling or like you, you send like come time when, when the pet owners can just like do his or her uh, work and the pet just like playing there or like what you're selling yeah? and and I mean, like I said like there's a lot of like data unstructured and, and we're just trying to make sure that our systems we're using for example tableau we're using all the api integrations it's we have like, a lot of like dashboards all of that stuff but this like the ocean of data metrics like like conversions from sales to reviews i'm like and, and much more like like what we are deriving by ourselves not just like only metrics we're seeing like in amazon central or in shopify but even more like like what we try also to um design there and, and follow but you also need to make sure that your like like team your different functions they know how to navigate in this like ocean of data and processes and they do understand that their main like focus should be around like generating solid hypothesis whether it's this piece of data if it's that piece of data or whatever and, and and as far as just like it's resonate with other teams it gets that resources in, in, in house and yes. you just like get that execution. Yeah. Because if there is just like for, for us, execution is coming from the energy. And as far as the other teams believe what you are like, like trying to communicate to them, they will find resource. I mean, they will love to do that. They, they just like feel the energy. And to, to, to do that, they just need to somehow believe in your hypothesis and it should be solid for everyone in the, in the room. And this is why I'm saying that it's not just about like, you know, like to put like Tableau, I don't know, like switching all the APIs and that's it. No, it's, it's about like to have that in place, to have all that like data and, and all that like unstructured, unfru- like, like whatever data flow. But from the other perspective, to make sure that your like, like people, they are having this mindset of like solid, like solid hypothesis generation. Yeah. Yes, and it really helps, like in in any matters, whether it's like pricing, whether it's like supply chain, whether it's like what that, like like in different like areas, all through like value chain. So yeah, and, like, and this is what we actually Which, do. Yeah. Can I ask for a little clarification there? So you're talking about hypothesis, um, and and I understand like there's so many companies that gather the data. I think what Marknology does well is we make sense of the data, and I've been working for years to meaning what do you do with the data, right? Create a hypothesis. Yeah. And for years, I've been working to get reporting on Amazon at a very high level where not just reporting and regurgitating the information, but how do I get the data that I think is important? And what I have to do differently than you is that I then have to take the data and storytell to the brand that's hiring us, right? So tell them yeah. what's happening, tell them where I think we're going, Tell not just to my team that's building the brand, yeah. but also to, to the partner or the brand or the manufacturer on the other side, 
how do I story tell to them that uh, return metrics and sessions and conversion rate and how PPC uh, is dictating what copies should be in the listings and, yeah. um, you know, using software like PicFu or there's others out there that let you know, okay, let's not just take the creator of this brand and ask them if it's clear to them, because obviously it is, they made it. Uh, let's go yeah. to 200 strangers uh, and ask them if these photos make sense to them and they yeah. know what they're yeah. buying and, you know, things like that. So it's that when you say like in every area, supply chain, creative, PPC, um, creating a hypothesis, would you be that's like goal setting for the team, like your account yes, team? Yes, or... it's about goals. Yeah, it's okay. more about like right now, for example, in supply chain, whether it's better to pay your suppliers in Airbnb, in, in Yuan, or it's better to pay in dollars. How to fix that? What's the cost of capital for you and what's the cost of capital for your suppliers? How to better structure the payments? So I'm I'm just saying that you need to 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 have that like wider picture in terms of like like a lot of factors all around, and you need just to make sure that you are focused not on like like doing one one thousand things because you will definitely will not have enough resources to do that, and I mean there is no time and no resource in 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 lifetime to make things right. Yeah, I'm like it's just impossible. It's more about like whether you see some some kind of like 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 hypothesis, like solid hypothesis. And I said, like, like, for us, the quality of the team that we are building is always measured by the quantity and quality of the solid hypothesis that we are generating. So whether it's like in supply chain, how this supply chain working with, for example, accounting, whether they optimizing that, whether with every new brand, we need more people, like per brand, per dollar of revenue or less people. If we need more people, something goes wrong. Some 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 managers or heads they don't understand their the their job properly. They don't generate like correct like 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 hypothesis how to deal with that. Okay. And this is what I'm saying that, that I'm like you need to 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 you know to be in that bubble of data of unstructured from different sources. From from yes yeah, like like from analytics or from sales and from all or just like the uh, I said like the, the half, half forex for USD to RMB like changing and what risk you have like like fixing the price in RMB or in USD. What what what's going on with the logistics with the containing price with all of that stuff? How to yeah how to manage this like like cost capital um, like differences for manufacturers and for you? I'm like I, I don't know like what's the cost of capital for usual seller, but usually it's really high. Yeah, for, for 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 the even like mid size manufacturer in China, it's really low. It's like five percent, six percent, seven percent. So it definitely makes sense for you to to try to postpone payments. As like they from from the capital cost, yeah, I'm like they they will charge you more, like like in 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 night days, yeah. But this more will be based on that cost of capital, which is less than yours, which means it will be less for you. And this kind of like, but tomorrow mm. something will change, like I don't know, like the forex will change or whatever, or your cost of capital will change. So it's just like like so many so many different factors, so many different like data pieces, and you just need to make sense, some sense of that. But as I said, like it's not should be like 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 this that this that this that it should be like some kind of like solid hypothesis. Yeah, I have so, one for you. I have one for you. Okay, yeah. so I think I'm on the same path. One brilliant, um, and I couldn't agree more. Like that's definitely something that as an agency, um, I've built my reputation around trust and success, and um, 
you know, that has been picking the right brands to work with, just like, you know, so so we can be successful, whether that's going to mean they're going to apply what we're saying, because at the end of the day, the brand still has to say, um, or they're going to apply capital where we think they need to, whether that's advertising or repackaging or whatever. Um, we're always having to tell a story to get that. Yes. Right. Um, and so being able to prepare that one thing I'm, I'm trying to tell the story of with data. Okay. So we launched a three PL in 2020. Um, that was for my own brands, uh, because a host of reasons, but one supply chain and getting people to care about your brand is hard. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, you know, managing every part of the process. So for me, we're not an aggregator with unlimited capital, not unlimited, but meaning like, you know, we're bootstrapped. So we have to focus on what we can focus on at the time. And that, you know, we're seven years in, so it's been a little bit by a little bit, but it's been, you know, for me, it's been okay for these brands to be successful. I need to know what videographer to go to, to get the best bang for our buck and get a great quality video. Or, uh, let's say it's a importer exporter or someone that deals with supply chain or who are all of the vendors, who's the best translator in Europe. Um, so if I'm not doing those things for them and thinking about all of those optimizations, who can I plug them in with? That's a partner that is thinking about those things in that space. Um, so to be successful, uh, and one thing, okay. So the, the thing I'm working about now, and I would love to round out the show kind of with this one. And then one last question for you, um, I'm working on, so we have a 3PL in the Midwest uh, and a lot of brands are having issues in LA, um, you know, on the coast with supply chain. Um, So, you know, proving, uh, I guess, the hypothesis that, you know, one, not using Amazon carriers and using a a carrier you have a relationship with, maybe that you're spending more money on getting that truck to Amazon, but you're saving in time and check-in speed and uh, quality because you have a dedicated partner that you can you can contact versus being at Amazon's whim, maybe to sit, you know, that trucking carrier might wait for maybe a full today, load. Maybe and, in two weeks, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, yeah. you know, most people just stop at, well, this one's cheaper. I'm going to go with this option. But really, if you're able to show that hypothesis of, okay, maybe you spend more time to train it to the Midwest versus a, a, a port in LA, but the ports in LA are backed up a month or, you know, it might be still sitting in the ocean. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how do you prove that, like, you know, coming into a different port, paying for the cost of train to get it to the Midwest, then benefits in having a 3PL that's centralized in the middle of the country. So everything is within a shorter distance than being on a coast, let's say in California, as well as speed and time to be checked in and, you know, kind of all of these things and essentially showing that, um, you know, 3PLing out of the Midwest has its advantages uh, versus just the cost savings of going LA to California, you know, distribution. So, that's kind of a, a story we're telling and I'm working on really showing some of that, that data and those metrics to say, hey, paying more here actually saves you more yeah, here, similar yeah. to waiting 90 days on an exchange rate for capital, right? In the same yeah. way, like the, the speed. And I think that and another reason we ha- I started the 3PL was speed. You know, everything I've done that's been successful in the e-commerce space, Amazon space is things are constantly changing. You have to yeah. adjust, you have to pivot, you have to like, you know, so it's, that's the fun of it. Uh, it's also, I'm, I've been learning the last 10 years. It's like, I'm always in university. I'm never out. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But it's like, how can you have a 3PL that's like a dinosaur, you know, or that's like a Titanic boat that can't move? No, you need a 3PL. Your supply chain needs to be as fast as everything else, or else it's the thing slowing you down right yeah, to be able yeah, to so adjust what on neck yeah yeah right so i think you're talking the same thing it's like it's about speed it's about uh it's not always just apples to apples and you're looking at price or these things it's the next level of optimization 
um would that would that be a hypothesis that you're talking about yeah, kind of wanting yeah, to prove yeah, that yeah. hypothesis okay cool i just wanted to make sure i'm getting something out of this too so anyone listening is getting the same thing as me um as we wrap out the show just because i want to keep us to 45 minutes i think i could pick your brain all day um as excel club going into 2022 you know we're going to have a lot of shows e-commerce is going to continue to grow we're going to have all the problems we typically have um what are you guys excited about going into 2022 uh, as a as an aggregator and as you continue to build your team and grab more brands and what's something you would leave with just uh any founders uh maybe some generic advice about you know how to handle your brand or, or to engage with maybe some aggregators yeah like, like answering the first question but like, like what we are really excited about i'm like we do believe that e-commerce like really changed a lot in the recent years in the recent like like 10 years 20 years but we do believe that in the coming years uh, there will be much more dramatic changes and, and much more changes so we're just like excited about the speed about the everything is changing like so fast so quickly and we just need to build like a, like like skill set tools and processes to make sure that we can like somehow deal with that mm. and this is like really like as far as you understand what the ambitious like goal is it is I'm like it's just so exciting that, that you're really like like it's in front of you and you're trying to to deal with that it's a and huge it's challenge really yeah i'm like it's it's I'm like, you know it's like as i always say i'm like in this business it's always about multiplying I'm like, it doesn't matter how great your marketing team or whatever you are, if your supply chain have like stock or you have like out of stock right now. Mm. It doesn't matter how like whatever, how many stock you are, if you don't believe, if you haven't like managed your performance marketing or branding properly or your pricing properly, it's just like with stock. So it's, it's, it's more about like multiplying and losing here 20%, that 20%, here 20%. We'll, we'll, like easily turn this business from like plus 20% margin to minus 30% margin. So it's, it's so, so like sensitive and you need to like, like to be like really great all across area, all across like value chain. So this is like a really like, like challenging from mm. one perspective or from the other, really exciting to be able enough to manage that complexity, to be able to manage that, 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 that yeah, that, 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 that speed of changes that you're experiencing here. So it's, awesome. it's really exciting, uh, in terms of like what the, uh, like, like advice I can, I can, 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 uh, share, you know, it's like, for me, it's always, always about like iterate with the reality always. Yeah. Either for your channel, like distribution channels, either for logistics, I'm like right now, like like Amazon changed like uh, uh, like storage fees and delivery fees, and a lot of products they just the economics just changed, mm. and maybe it's just like the time to return to another logistics or whatever. There is a lot of like inflation right now. Yeah, I'm like everyone talking about that. IKEA globally changed prices for seven percent. I'm like, and it also like like Amazon is uh, maybe if you you also heard that Amazon is. Uh, like a thing about changing the prime subscription cost. So for, for the customers, I'm like a lot of change and you just need to somehow to stay with the reality, whether you're really making here money or you're just like losing money, but you should change your, like, like Amazon Shopify or Shopify to Amazon, whether you should change your category or whether you should just like push like on gas, like in this niche, with this product right now, right away, because it's just like, 
the next two years is a great time to really earn here and then recapitalize that. And also like in terms of like, like and, and also like think wider. Yeah, I'm like this space get more mature and a lot of like stuff that is are for the conventional business right now also here, like exiting your business, selling your business, it's impossible like five years ago with mm. this great multiples that are right now here. So, and, and a lot of other stuff also here, more and more people are coming, more and more expertise, more and more great talents are here. People believe in this, like 10 years ago, you can share that. And like seeing and, and trading on Amazon was like, rather like, like something strange. It's not like, like, like it's not full-time job. You can't say anyone that's full-time job. Yeah. Today there is like, like, I don't know, like, like hundreds of like thousands of people, like millions of people who are doing that and they are making like, 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 like ton of money and, and it's like real business. Yeah. So I'm saying that it's a lot of change there and more to come. So I do believe that if you really would like to succeed, you need to have that discipline for yourself and for your team to be like the friend with the reality. As far as you're doing that, I'm like, you can, can be sure that somehow, and definitely like being friend with the reality also involves like making decisions, even hard decisions. If you see that you are losing, you need to cut that off, cut that off. I'm like, you're seeing that. Don't yep. believe that something will change. I'm like, uh, tomorrow, yeah, I'm like, it's, uh, yeah, as you said, like two years ago, like PPC on Amazon was really, really cheap. Right now, it's just like, it, it's really like, like coming more and more like expensive. And, and you know, it's like, as far as economy is getting more and more like from offline to online, especially due to COVID, like CPC and like, like all the, all the costs, like, like for performance market, they definitely will increase because you are not only you in Facebook or whatever, like, um, competing for the attention of the customer, but for example, Volvo who are selling the, or Tesla who are selling the automobile, and they definitely can pay for the customer to bring them a car more than you, you are selling, for example, pumps or whatever. So just make sure that you really understand that strategically and you understand that, okay, in this way, you need to go, for example, to social commerce, you need to go to working with influencers, you need to, or you need to somehow understand that the distribution, I mean, you know, it's like distribution channels always changing, always, yeah. And it will get less and less time for them to change in, in the future. And we'll see like a lot of like great stuff from Instagram, from TikTok, from, from other platforms. Maybe you've seen that Amazon is only right now like on the fifth uh, place in terms of like the app that were downloaded for the recent year. So like there is like Mishu or other great, great, like, like new distribution models. So just, just like pay attention to what is going on around and, yep. and just like try to, to make sense of that. That's amazing advice. Um, was it integrate with reality? Yeah, what was the coin term? Yeah, it's like iterate. Yeah, it's like I iterate, iterate yeah, with like reality. More to be a friend with reality. Yeah. Okay, I love it. I just wanted to get that clear. I think if I had to change the title, I might do that. I think it's it's amazing advice. Um, and if you're the smaller brand, you have to iterate even more. You have to try more things, more outside the box because you're small and you can't get in the ring. You got to come with outside the box ideas on how to win. Um, as a bootstrapped agency. We, you know, we've built some amazing brands with nothing 
And I yeah. think that's that's prepared us. You know, mm -hmm. that was just our way to getting here. And that's really prepared us to, wow, what can you do when you do have the tools? Um, you know, whether that's YouTube influencers or unboxing or Amazon influencers or we're on now on Twitch and TikTok. And, you know, there's there's always opportunity. So if you're if you're the small brand, you got to pivot more. You got to try more things uh, than the big guys that are just going in hard. Um, but, you know, that's why international expansion is a growth lever because, you yeah. know, CPC isn't as high there or different things. Um, you know, you've got aggregators like yourself uh, or, or not like you co competition coming into the space where they don't understand operations and process or they don't understand how intentional SEO works on the platform. And they're throwing CPC, they're, they're throwing PPC to grow those sales, to hit those numbers. You know, there's yeah. all kinds of things happening. You know, we grew we grew tons of brands this year that suffered and we could have had higher growth if supply chain wasn't an issue and we had continued to stock. You're only as good as your weakest link. So absolute, yeah. absolute awesome advice, Nick. Um, really appreciate you, you staying up late for the show. Um, and, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Gusto. Manage your HR needs with Gusto is the way to go. Make it easier to onboard talents, handle payroll, and support your people in any way. Gusto's platform is powered by advanced technologies, so talent management and payroll processing will never be the same again. Try Gusto for free. Sign up at gusto.com backslash Startup Hustle and enjoy a three-month free subscription. Nick, thank you for being on the show. Startup Hustle listeners, thanks for tuning in. Um, I know this won't be the last time we chat, Nick, so uh, pleasure to meet you and get some rest. Yeah, thanks for this opportunity to speak and share some ideas. Yeah, and to all of our listeners, all of the links, um, you know, profile links, LinkedIn, connection uh, to Nick and Excel Club will be in the show notes. If you guys want to want to do some more research and find out, um, you know, what they're all about, what his accelerator is all about. Uh, I know a lot of my listeners are very uh, in tune with what's going on. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.